Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. I never thought I would be doing here in May in 2020 during a COVID quarantine that in 2020 now these are the times that we stand in. It's just that simple. Seth and Sean Sports Radio, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to a very muggy Tuesday here in Atlanta. And I think I have finally gotten my first feel of what it's like to be a sum, to be in summer here. Uh, never thought I'd actually turn on the air conditioning in May. I don't think I've ever done it before. Uh, I've lived in many different places, lived in New York, lived in Boston, lived in Virginia for eight years, and never had to turn on the air conditioning in May. Well, it went on today. It was a little burst here, a little burst there. It was really, really hot. My apartment gets a lot of sun. So I looked at the thermostat at around 2 o'clock, and it was 87 degrees in my apartment. Wow. Uh, So needed a couple of bursts of air conditioning, and it all worked out, and the sun's down, and tomorrow it's supposed to be back down into the 70s. But, wow, that was uh, a very, very warm day here in Atlanta, Georgia, and my first real experience with the south. And uh, it sounds like Seth's in the car. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? Just enjoy. I couldn't. I missed the first part of it, but it's 65 and gorgeous here. Oh, so you got the better weather today. What did you get? So we got 85 and muggy. So I actually had to turn on the air conditioning for the first time. Oh, poor baby. I know. I, look, I'm not complaining. It's just things that I never thought I would have to do is turning on air conditioning in May, right after our birthdays. And a a very happy belated birthday to you. It was certainly an amazing turnout for your Zoom Zoom surprise party. Yeah. uh, All props to the wife on that one. Um, Yeah, so she ended up – what she ended up doing was a shot. No, I I thought I was going to Zoom with my sister – I assumed you'd be on maybe Scott Warren or two other guys. I literally came on to 20 people on my computer screen. I had no idea how to talk to 20 people. It was a little bit, I don't get tongue-tied very often. This one kind of did it. Yeah, and uh, so a really interesting birthday just in general. I mean, look, uh, you got, I would consider myself when people say, so how was your birthday? My response is very simple. You have an extrovert in an isolated society. How do you think my birthday is going to be? I mean, it was definitely uh, one of those times where you kind of just sit back and you say, wow, um, you're fort- I'm fortunate. 
uh, certainly one of those times where I say I'm a lucky person to be healthy and employed, which uh, I think we're now up to uh, definitely over 20% of our uh, United States population is in the unemployment line and the proverbial unemployment line since nobody's waiting online anymore outside. And uh, you're wearing a mask every day, no matter where you go. So I, and I'm healthy. So uh, I think for both of us, I, I think I know one person in my life that, uh, that contracted this deadly disease personally. I'm, I'm not sure if you do. And uh, at the end of the day, I consider myself one of those lucky guys. So, yeah, the 44th birthday, the Syracuse birthday, uh, spent indoors uh, with veal parmesan and uh, a, uh, some really nice calls with my family and friends. Yeah, I'll chalk that up as a win in today's society. Yeah, Carly actually wanted to apologize for not doing. Uh, I told her, if I told her it wasn't, I told her you, you you would figure out a way to forgive her somehow. Yeah, well, yeah. Or maybe the birthday gift was she didn't zoom you. No, I, I just got a notice at at the post office that something has been delivered, but I have to walk two and a half miles to go get it. So uh, or drive. Well, that's, that's, so it's one of that's the. Miles away. That's so, well, yeah, the, the one other thing you learn when you're 44 years old, so ladies and gentlemen, I've been trying to keep myself uh, in shape by doing very long walks, 10 to 12-mile walks, and, and last week I upped it, and I did 60 miles for the week, which is great. I mean, great, except yesterday I barely could, could carry my legs home, uh, shin splints and all that, and... Uh, you learn that while it's nice that you want to exercise, as you get older, your body says, uh, in, quite frankly, go fuck yourself. And that is what my body started doing to me yesterday. So there is a, a couple of days reprieve this week uh, while I do that. But uh, overall, it was a good birthday. It was a really good birthday. It was nice to hear from friends and family from all over. So uh, all different walks of life. And in the last week, I don't know, it's been a really confusing week sports-wise. And you kind of ask the question, why would it be confusing? Well, the NCAA has thoroughly confused me once again, Seth. I didn't think it was possible. You can, you can earn money, but you can't earn money. You can use your likeness, but you can't use your likeness. Uh, you can get paid, but you can't get paid. Some schools are going to go on level one and level two uh, probation, unless they're not. I'm, <laughs> I'm thoroughly confused by all this. And at the end of the and at the end of the day, the worst punishment for Kentucky will be Syracuse University <laughs> because. It, 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 it's just the way it's going to be. And uh, I, I don't know whether you have read up on all this or whether you have – oh, and by the way, the only sports that are live are marble racing and Korean baseball. But we'll get to the Korean baseball later. I mean, it's an interesting saga of Korean baseball. 
Uh, I did actually watch some of it this morning. Yes, I did. I did. I did. I was awake. Okay, can't hear you. All I'm hearing is the feedback of me. So I said, I said I didn't really know how to, I don't know really how to respond to that. Well, Korean baseball is interesting, and there, there are definitely some different rules that are going on, and we can, we can get into that in a little bit. But have you been following the likeness of the NCAA tournament? And I still call it hypocrisy through and through. Are you still there? I think we lost that. Hello, Seth. Okay, I guess we lost that. So, hopefully Seth will call back in. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760-283-0846. This is kind of what Seth was talking about last week, in that we had to have these types of questions answered and what was going on with the NCAA. So, Let's get down to the nitty-gritty and what happened over the last week. So players are getting paid. Are they getting paid? And I'm using ESPN and SI for a little reference uh, since I didn't memorize everything that's going on. But let's take some things from these articles, right? So uh, the proposed changes open the door for athletes to sign endorsement deals with third parties. Uh, Those endorsement deals may or may not be uh, legit, you cannot sign an endorsement deal with, say, gambling, and you cannot sign an endorsement deal with, say, pornography. But that's all subject to the NCAA's ruling on each of these. Uh, you can make it possible for athletes to monetize their social media channels, profits from writing a book, making a music album, hosting a sports camp, starting a business, or other potential opportunities. The, the problem is the NCAA has to approve each and every one of these. The athletes can, would be allowed to mention their status as a collegiate athlete and the school that they attend in the advertising. They cannot use any athletic gear. They cannot use any symbols of their school or their, their affiliation. Uh, the school can't pay directly. Well, that, that's not surprising. And as I said before, no school brands. And supposedly, they can only be paid what is fair value for an endorsement as opposed to an impermissible extra benefit. So somebody's got to judge what all these are. Uh, the NCAA asked for various divisional governing bodies to come up with guardrails by October 31st. Good luck with that. So they've determined that you can get paid, but they haven't determined how much you can get paid. They haven't determined that they haven't determined the amount or in the benefits that you can get paid. But then at the same time, you can but they don't want it to be used as an enticement for you to be going to that school. So you should, so recruits are not allowed to look at these extra permissible benefits as an enticement or something that you might want to use 
in going in deciding which school you're going to. So let's take an example here. Let's say you're Vince Young and you're being recruited by Texas, Alabama, North Carolina, Duke, and Ohio State. And you you look, all those all those schools have their own variables as to what they are. Seth, all I'm hearing is my voice again in back in background. Better now. What? You should be better now. Ah, much better. So, okay, so Vince Young has all those choices. Each one has – Duke is great for academics. Alabama is great for being a football powerhouse. Texas is great for the alumni and for just being Texas. And Ohio State has the biggest alumni base in the country. So which one does Vince Young go to? Well, in, in the world that we used to live in, he went to Texas. For whatever reason, he went to Texas. Now you're going to have boosters or car companies or any one of a number of of different people in the area when he comes on these recruiting visits going to him and saying, hey, by the way, if you come here, I'll pay you $50,000 in order to sell my cars. Or I will pay you $50,000 in, or I'm using $50,000 as a reference number, $50,000 to, uh, to, to sign autographs. All of these things are possible. Do you think Duke can compete with that? Of course not. Do you think any small school can compete with that? Of course not. And then you have the transfers, which don't tell me that this isn't going to affect the transfer market. It 100% will. If you think this is not opening up a can of worms, and I'm not saying there is a right answer, but this is the wrong answer. You should be allowed to profit off your image, I get that. You, it, the NCAA is profiting off your image through jerseys, I get that. But for you to be able to then go out and basically market yourself, I, Seth, I, I see that this is, this is ripe with controversy. It, it's going to yeah, get... Yeah, because this pretty, much makes, this pretty much makes you a professional. It's open market, right? Yeah. Yeah, because then it, literally all this is, is, as I said, this makes because if you can sell, it, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I agree with. I haven't looked as in depth as I typically do, just because. I'll be honest, I just haven't. Um, but it's just nothing enjoyable come out of this. So I think is the right way to put it. Good is a relative term because the athletes are going to feel look. I'm bringing money to the business, to the to the university. I shouldn't be able to get whatever I want, which is you know. And Seth, we we're we're getting every other word again. So that's right. I'm locked uh, out of my office, so I have very little cell reception. I know. Can you what hear me? Okay, saying. here. I I can mesh the words. I, I think I got most of it. Yeah, I, I, I get it, and I think the transfer market is even more of a meat market now, right? The, the graduate transfer market, where 
or any transfer market, and there's more hypocrisy coming out of that too. Um, but this is a direct. I think this is a direct blow, or a direct counter blow to what the NBA G League is going is is happening. Right. So the NBA G League, and this is what Seth was talking about at the end of last week's show. They are putting up some really big money, really big money for college kids anyway, to entice those players to skip college. And yep. we're, not talk, we're not talking about the $86,000 that the Australian Basketball League was giving. We're not talking about them going to play a regular G League season, which was the, which was the surprise to me. It is the G League, from what I understood it to be, was going to be a place where players could go if they failed to qualify for the NBA, for the NCAA. It was a middle ground, right? It was it was purgatory, if you will. I can't get into mm-hmm. the I can't get into to college, and I'm not eligible to go to the NBA. So this is where I should go. That, that, that's what I thought the purpose to the G League was. And now it's like the G League is recruiting against the colleges. Yeah. I don't think something that was anticipated on anybody's back. And does not exactly instill me with a, uh, with, with, with a great deal of happiness, to, be, to put it lightly. We've seen three five-star recruiting Deshaun Nix. Um, who, who they're all going to the to the G League, and I get it. This, they want you know they don't want the aggravation of college. They want to get paid a little bit. Um, you know that's their decision. It's, I'm certainly not happy with it. No, some somebody in college once said, "This gives me the unfresh feeling." That that was a coined yeah. that was a term coined at Syracuse. This gives me a very unfresh feeling. I I don't feel good about any of this. This just seems like it's it's just underhanded marketing from sneaker companies. This is all sorts of dirty to me. And by the NBA engrossing in this, I don't think they get fans. I think they I think they lose respect. I don't think yeah. this is a positive on the NBA. Like, I, I thought the whole G League concept was a positive. I really did. I thought that the whole concept of being purgatory, where you don't have the Leon Smiths or the Corleone Youngs. Wow, look at me pulling out, like, 1992 references here. Um, those two guys who, who are the poster children for not going to college and basically flaming out of the NBA, Leon Smith from Dallas, and I think Corleone Young went to Detroit, if I'm correct. Corleone Young in the, in, the, in, in the second round. And that made sense to me. It was a minor league system. And maybe, Seth, if you have the – if you revoke the one-and-done rule – this is fine. To me, that's fine because then you are basically making it a professional versus an amateur league, right? If you say much the same way as baseball, right? You want to go in the minor leagues? Have at it. You can go. But if you go to college, you got to stay two or three years. Like if yeah, that comes down to it, I'm okay with that. 
and that's and that's what I think I told you all along was I don't like the one and done I never have. To me, if you commit, you commit for two years. If you don't, and you want to go pro. Best of luck. I have no and problem. then you have the G League. And then you have, you have the G League. G League to go to if you want. But, yeah, the, the whole point of the G League was not to be recruiting against colleges. The whole, that's, that's not what it's never been, that's never been what it's, its intention was. And to right. see this is really frustrating. And realistically, is it going to impact the college game? Yes, no. You're still going to watch Syracuse, even if they're not being five-star or four-star recruits. Watch Maryland as they lose every recruit and transfer known to man, because that seems to be what's <laughs> happening right now. Good Lord, we lost everybody. And but is the caliber? Well, it reminds me of when the game went. You know, ten years ago, the caliber when UConn beat Butler in the finals and the colors are like basketball, horrible. And yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at here. Um, but you're well, still going to watch because you're a fan. You're alumni and you're a fan of college basketball. The reality is none of us are ever going to watch the G League. We're not. So I, I don't understand. I really don't get the thought process. Of I don't, I, I don't get the thought process behind it. Well, the other thing is that these guys, and, and I don't know the three gentlemen's names. I, I, I'll call them gentlemen, but let's call them kids. I'm locked out. The three kids. <laughs> The three kids' names. I don't recall their names. But they will not be playing on a regular team. They will be playing on a select team where basically they just practice against teams. Like, they're not part of the G League standings at all, which I find to be why bother then except it's $500,000. The other thing Wait, that sorry, is interesting. Say that again? They're not in the regular league. It's a different team. They're all on the same team. They're not going to go to a special draft. They're, they're not in the draft. They're not in the G League draft. They're just going to a, a team in California. They're all going to play together. Sorry, I had to get away for a quick second. They're on a special team? They're all on the same team? Yeah. They're all going to be in, in, in a special team in California. Yep. The where they're going to scrimmage, but but they're not. I don't believe they play in the regular in the regular league. That's a thing I've ever heard. If they're going to play, what's the point? Now, how, because, how does the draft? All right, so here we go. So I'm looking this up on ESPN. Hold on, who who has some good coverage on this? So. The first one was Jalen Green. So he's the one that's earning $500,000. He is going to prov- – he, he will pay – so the G League initiative says that they will pay elite prospects $500,000 plus and provide a one-year developmental program outside of the minor league's traditional system. So not in the traditional system. The plan is to stock this team with veteran pro players who will be willing to balance mentorship of Green 
and other prospects with personal opportunities that might emerge. So they are, this is a special team. You're going to put six pros on that team, and you're going to put these six guys, the, or five or four or whatever, high school kids, and the kids basically aren't going to play in the games. They're just going to be mentored. They may play 10 minutes. Maybe. It's all about learning how to become a professional. So the development is not really there. It's more developing personally than it is developing as a player. That's making $500,000. Agreed. But remember, the last person that did this or something similar was Darius uh, Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley, who was supposed to go to Syracuse, decided to drop out. And he took an internship. He took a million-dollar internship. I believe it was with Reebok. New Balance. Or it was Puma. New Balance. New Balance, you're right. Million-dollar internship with New Balance. And he basically played at IMG for a year. So he didn't get the experience either. And then he was the number 24 pick in the draft. So it obviously worked for him. So we'll see if this works for these gentlemen. But you can definitely say that the NCAA's, I will say, retort to this by offering to uh, pay players seems very coincidental that this comes in the year that the G League all of a sudden is saying, we'll pay you guys. I think that... uh, Somebody once told me there's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> this, this, this kind of plays right into it, doesn't it? All right. If you're saying something, we're not hearing you. I can't. I'm in my office now. I get no cell Okay. I, I don't know what you said. I think you say he had no cell phone service. But anyway, so he'll, he'll, jo- he'll join back in a little bit. But anyway, so that's that. So, so hypocrisy, yes. We want the one and done rule, gone, yes. We want the NBA competing against the NCAA for recruits, not particularly. I sure as hell don't. Will I still watch Sergio's basketball? Of course. Am I really concerned that D.R. Johnson, class of 2022, is going to get one of these scholarships for, for the NBA G League and go? Yeah. Yeah, I finally got myself a five-star recruit. Finally got myself a point guard. Finally got myself a Syracuse Orange that I'm happy about that's recruiting for me. And then this all, this crap all happens. But – if this, is the, if this is the concern that the NCAA has, and this is the way they want to forge ahead, this is ripe, ripe with problems. And then we have Louisville. So we've had problems before with certain colleges. Let's say, well, we had Kentucky, right? Kentucky in the 90s who go through the death penalty phase. Then we have Arizona. Then we have Syracuse, who goes through a a recruiting scandal or a scandal pay-for-play, which really wasn't pay, but got got the hammer. Not the death penalty, but got the hammer. 
Then we have North Carolina with a whole academic scandal. And, and North Carolina gets away, for, gets away with it because it was academics. And they proved that it was academics and nothing to do with sports. Yeah, right. Then Louisville brings strippers to recruits and on recruiting trips, and they get nailed. Memphis gets nailed. All these colleges get nailed. Uh, USC, UConn, all nailed. And then there, there, then there are the penalties that go along with those. Well, Louisville just got penalty phase number two. Yesterday, those, uh, those penalties were handed down. A... A level one and a level two. So the notice of allegations was handed down by the NCAA yesterday, utilizing Yahoo Sports for some help here. Uh, they were charged with, whoop, here we go, a level one violation, the harshest in the repertory. There are also three additional level two violations tied to the case, one of which is leveled toward former coach. Rick Pitino for not satisfying his, quote, head coach responsibility when he failed to promote an atmosphere of compliance. And Rick Pitino is now the coach of Iona. Uh, he and Tom Jurich were released of their duties right after this whole thing went down. That is not mentioned at all in the notice of allegations. This case stems from the Department of Justice investigation in September 2017 when federal officials arrested 10 men with ties to varying levels of basketball. Uh, The level one violation is an improper recruiting offer. If you recall way back when, when we talked about this, uh, Brian Bowen and subsequent extra benefits to his family. So this was, this involved Adidas, and getting paid, and Brian Bowen's father getting paid, but Brian Bowen not knowing. Brian Bowen then goes to Australia to play for a year, tries to come back and play at South Carolina, but again is declared ineligible, uh, goes into the NBA draft, does get drafted in the second round, but Brian Bowen was a top five recruit. So after a year of not playing basketball, being drafted made sense, Second round, probably less so. He is now suing Adidas. Adidas is, I think, it's, yeah. And Adidas is countersuing him. There's a whole lot of legal stuff going on. I'm not going to bore you with what that is, but the fact of the matter is, Louisville now gets handed down this penalty. And what is Louisville? Normally, what happens in these recruit notice of violations is there are mitigating factors, and those. Mitigating factors are taken into account. So what did Louisville do when all this went down? They self-imposed um, sanctions, and they said, we're not going to be in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, we're going we're to take ourselves out of the tournament, and we're going to self-impose that sanction. Hopefully, that will appease the committee. Well, the committee, in the notice of allegations, said that didn't matter. They fired Rick Pitino and Tom Jurich. Nope, didn't matter at all. It wasn't even mentioned in the notice of allegations, which means the mitigation attempts 
were <laughs> there were none according to the NCAA. So what are the penalties here? Where is Louisville going to wind up? Well, nobody really knows. They have 90 days to contest this, and contest it they will. They are hot-headed, all of them. And they look at North Carolina and they say, wait a second, that? And you're hitting me for this? Come on. And when the NCAA, so the NCAA had, has a, an appeal system, and they're going to go through that. And they're going to, the committee on infractions uh, is the next place. So the biggest determination is whether the committee is going to uphold these level one and level two violations um, and whether because it's an aggregate, aggravated violation, the fact that this is the second time it's happening, Wow, death penalty may be on the table, although unlikely. Uh, an aggravated, vi aggravated violation could include a one- to five-year postseason ban. A standard violation includes a penalty of one to two years. The level two violations, if found, could include a postseason ban, although that is highly unusual. So we're looking at two to five years for a postseason ban, potentially, plus, another one to five season because it's an aggravated violation and serious scholarship losses. Wait, who is this for? Is this for Man. Louisville? Yep. Louisville's in some trouble. I'm not sure Chris Mack signed up for that. Well, actually he did. So Chris, Chris, Chris Mack's contract says for every year that there is a postseason ban, one additional year on his contract will be automatically guaranteed. <laughs> so he actually, he actually did sign up for it. <laughs> like, like he knew what, was, what, what he had going in. So whether it was this bad is a different story. But, man, if they get suspended for five more years, if he has a five-year contract, all of a sudden now he has a 10-year contract. He gets fired. He got ten years. I, mean, I don't know anybody that has a decade-long contract except for John Calvary. So <laughs> probably, probably Shevsky. Maybe, maybe, but but the fact of the matter is, he's got security in case this goes south. And Good. Uh, uh, the so Louisville is appealing. They have ninety days to appeal and. And they kind of look at North Carolina, and rightfully so. They look at North Carolina and say, look, they won by fighting. We actually self-imposed. We actually got rid of our coach. We got rid of our athletic director. We, we banned ourselves in the tournament. No, this shouldn't be – maybe this shouldn't be the extent of all of the violations. Maybe we should get punished again. But how do you not list those as mitigating factors? I, I think that's their, their first question is, wait a second, we did all this. And the NCAA, hopefully, hopefully they will stand their ground. Hopefully they will say, hey, idiots, you messed up once, we let you go. <laughs> you can't keep doing this. And... Uh, I think I, I hope I hope in 90 days and look with with COVID going on right now, NCAA doesn't have much else to do. So 
for 90 days, they can, they can figure that part out. That and that and how much uh, real compensatory value is for somebody hawking a car commercial. <laughs> By the way, yeah. that is going. The, I, I'm not sure you heard this at the beginning. The uh, the conferences are being asked to give value to these types of endorsements by October 31st. So I can only imagine that the Mac is going to have a little bit different of a value for what can sell in Athens, Ohio, than, say, Texas in Lubbock or anywhere else in that, in that state. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption on your part. Uh, now, I, I have to catch up on a lot of this, unfortunately. Um, I actually have to step away, Mark. Uh, Sean, I'll be back on the call in about five minutes. Sorry, I'm, I'm, okay. I got locked out of my office. I'm trying to get stuff. I'll be back on as soon as I can. Okay. I find this interesting. Seth is getting locked out of his own office, I believe, at his home. Which is <laughs> always fun. Uh, I'm not sure... If Seth doesn't join again in, in eight minutes, whether my voice is going to lend itself to that. But um, if you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846. Look, I, I, I talked before about COVID, and, and it needs to be said, right? You could be angry at what's going on, and I think you have every right to be angry at what's going on. I do. Um, you can be angry at the government. You can be angry at your neighbor. You can be angry at the person that's not wearing a mask. And I have to tell you, when I walk outside, I don't, when, I, when I do my 10 miles walks, I don't wear a mask. I don't. I'm one of those people that I just don't. And if you want to be mad at me, be mad at me. I'm there. I'm, I'm here. I'm willing to take it. But the one thing I ask, the one thing that I hope that people will keep in this time is their civility. Understand that, we're, that every single person is under a lot of stress. You may not know what that person is going through. Look, and I hope that this extends beyond this COVID scare, that people have more civility in, in general. But every single person is under a bit of stress. Last week, I was going stir crazy. People in New York who are in 450 feet, thank the Lord, I moved to Atlanta. My Lord. I'm walking around my apartment right now. I'm walking around more than 450 feet, and I haven't entered either one of the bedrooms. Couldn't imagine what I was doing there. Sports is a reprieve. You want to watch the last dance, you should absolutely go do it and understand that 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 was a long time ago. looks like my brother, Mitch, is calling in from Arizona. Hello, Mitchell. Hey, I I missed the entire show, but I did want to wish my brother a very happy birthday on on air. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, like I said, it, it, it was a, it, 
in in the scope of everything, an extrovert in an isolated world celebrating his birthday might have some complaints. I don't have any. Uh, I I love talking to you. I love talking to the family and all of my friends that called and I am and emailed. Look, this was one of the better birthdays I've had in a while, uh, even in the circumstances. I think more because you reflect upon what you have rather than what you don't have. And I had a very nice veal parmesan. So it, it, was, it right. was wonderful. And Seth, I hope that you and the family are doing well also. Well, Seth, Seth has been you, – you are actually more on the call right now, I believe, in the last 30 seconds than Seth has been on the show. So Seth, oh. Seth's been having well, some I wasn't, communication I wasn't problems. listening at the beginning. Yeah, Seth's been having some technology problems. So, uh, so you, it's just what you and me right What are you now. talking about? Well, we were talking about the NCAA, but but let's talk about your uh, let's talk about your sport. Let's talk about hockey. Let let's say, so you've been following what's going on in the NHL. Um, yeah. Do you see the NHL coming back this year? Let me tell you, a hockey game without fans is pond hockey in rural Minnesota. You know, it's yeah. How do you, how do you how do you have hockey? At, at this point in the season, with, without fans, that to me is 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 a killer. I mean, every hockey player you interview with, when they say, "How do the fans? How do you react to the fans?" Every hockey player will say, "Well, we feed off the fans, as every professional does." But I think in such an enclosed arena, something NFL, MLB, even soccer, they don't really get the closeness of the fans. But in the NHL, we are, we are, on. I we are on top of the I agree ice. with that. I agree with that. But that's part of the problem, right? You're on top of people. Right, and right, right. It, so while it, while, while it may be, while, while it may be the best thing for the sport, which it would be, I mean, look, everything going back to normal is a, is, is a good idea. We'd all love to see that. Is it something that, you feel is a possibility reading and learning what you have that, that hockey will con- – I, I don't think hockey is going to continue this year. I think it's done. So, so I the, think, Stanley Cup I think has not, the Stanley Cup has not, been, has not been given out only two years in the last hundred. One was for a break, breakout of Spanish influenza, and one was in 1944, I believe, for, the world, for World War II. Okay, so the the NHL has already dealt with quote unquote a pandemic and not giving out the Stanley Cup, so it has precedent in not giving out the Stanley Cup for an illness of such enormous proportions before in the Spanish influenza. Granted, that was I think eighty years ago, but it it has happened. I don't I don't believe that. Let me rephrase. There has to be there has to be an off season, right? You can't just go. Let's kick it back in June, July, and give August and September as the off season because we know hockey returns in October. So there has to be an off season. There has to be a draft, but the draft is often determined by the placement of the non-playoff teams. So if you did the draft based on the order it's currently in. How you know you wouldn't be able to do twenty twenty nine and thirty because we don't know who's winning the Stanley Cup. So 
it, it, there's a lot of logistics involved. My answer is I don't know. I don't know if they will. I mean, I've heard Gary Bettman say there's four arenas that you could play, that they are considering playing a 2 p.m. or a, a noon game, a 2 p.m. game, a 4 p.m. game, and, and a 6 p.m. game or something every two hours. I mean, that's <laughs> – I think that's a bit crazy. Um I know that they want to push they want to push the draft back a little bit, and our buddy uh, Lula, Uncle Lou, Lula Marolo, doesn't care when it's going to get done because the Islanders don't have a first round draft pick anyway. Um, but I, I think that uh, that uh, the, the the hockey world will continue with or without the Stanley Cup this year, um, and and I don't think it really I don't think it really matters if it continues. I don't think Fair nobody's enough. Nobody is going to hold Gary Bettman personally responsible. They will boo the hell out of him every friggin' time, but no one will hold him personally responsible for canceling the season. Oh no, and I, and I think that's as Seth, by the way, just joined again. So I think that I think it's more hey, to the point of look, you you do you do what you can. I personally, and I have no inside knowledge into this, just personal opinion. Don't believe any sports are coming back this year. I I I think you might have a baseball season, but it would be very truncated, if anything. Um, I don't believe you will have NBA. I don't believe you will have NHL. I think it is just way too difficult to manage. Um, football, I think you NFL you might have, and obviously, but this all comes down to the same problem: is that you just need the right amount of testing, and we just don't have it. And well, well, if hockey, you're gonna, hockey has, if you, hold on. I think hockey, hockey. If you're, you're going to tell me that at a major sport is going to take a hundred thousand tests out of the out of the mainstream public, when the mainstream public is only getting two hundred thousand tests a day, you want a PR nightmare? There's your PR nightmare. One hundred percent PR nightmare. Just from a purely logistics perspective, I do want to say this, that hockey does have some other logistic issues, such as keeping an arena, you know, ice cold in August seems undoable at some level. Um, Also, uh, ice hockey arenas share buildings with other events. So it's not like a, uh, it's not like with a, you know, and I'm going to pull this out of my butt here, but it's not like uh the Yankees are like, oh, you know what? You go on with that concert. We'll just we'll just change our schedule. The Yankees have priority in every game Correct. that happens at Yankee Stadium. It's not like that in hockey, especially when you're talking about now the end of May, June, and so forth. So that's going to have a seri- that's going to have obviously serious, especially in small markets. I live in Arizona. Correct. We are not. I I call ourselves a medium sized market. We, we may have a small, loyal fan base, but the Phoenix area is medium-sized, I'm saying. And I know that where the Arizona Coyotes play, they have concerts throughout the summer. You know, that's, that's right. a staple of that center. So we have other bigger issues. It's not like football where, the, you know, the Denver Broncos, they're going to play it in, in, in miles. You know, that, they're going to play there. You know, if they say we have a game tonight, they know they need no notice. We are playing tonight. We're going to play. 
You know, yeah, Mitch. So we, I just, we, I just, Mitch, we got to move on. We got, we, we got anyway, to move on. Happy oh, birthday, Sean. Seth, all my love. Thanks. All my love, Seth. Thanks. And uh, have a lovely day, guys. You too. Thanks, bud. All right. So that was my brother. My, my brother is amazing at hockey. He's very passionate, but he, he tends to uh, go on <laughs> a lot about it. And, and, and look, uh, we love calls. If you want to call in 760-2830-846, Seth, I, w- I want to move on from, I, I want to stop talking about COVID for a second. And I want to talk about the last dance. And we are now, what, four episodes in or six episodes, six episodes in. And yep. I have not watched, the, I have not watched the last four, but I've read a lot of commentary. And I got to tell you, it's not on my high priority list of watching. Um, truth to be told, I mean, as you said last week, we've seen it. We lived it. <laughs> not, we're not learning very much. I mean, we may learn a little bit about Isaiah Thomas and that, and that Michael Jordan considers him the second best point guard ever. Um, I kind of shake my head at that one, but okay. No, I think he's doing it right. His playing time. I don't think it meant the best. I don't think he meant of all time. Okay. I'm having a hard time with with Michael. First of all, this was supposed to be about the Bulls, and it's become about Michael Jordan. That's number one. But more importantly, number two, Jerry Krause. I'm having a hard time with this, Seth. I mean, we, maybe it's we, maybe, but I'm but we, it's getting worse. It didn't get any better. The reality is, it's 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 not great. Um, it's just not. It and makes Jordan look like an asshole. And maybe he is one, but it, it's it's not endearing. This is not coming off as endearing to him. No, that's probably true. Um, it's I don't I'm not ta- I'm enjoying it for what it is, but it is not anything. It's enjoyable. It's nothing fantastic. It is, it is not Dan Corris' basketball love story by any stretch of the imagination. It is, it's enjoyable. It's fun to see because the, the fun of it is just looking back and seeing, watching some of the highlights of Jordan. That's, what, that's the fun of it. But as a whole... Is it really? Is it? Did, did you ever watch a love story, basketball love story? A basketball love I story. I have not, and you keep talking about it, and I think I have to do that. I have it, not. I started watching it again this week. I didn't watch the whole thing the first time. Oh, okay. is it good? Because it's twenty okay. hours, but it's like ten episodes, and everything is set is cut up into like ten to fifteen minute spots. It is. I think it's great. I, I really think it's extraordinarily well done. And it's, this is like just a regurgitation of, it could be a 30 for 30 with more detail. Like, it, it's fun. 
but it's nothing. It's nothing spectacular. But is there so, a, the, the inside story, the the stuff, the the stuff that is making the juice, right? The Isaiah plot, the the Jerry Krause stuff, even the Charles Oakley stuff, some of the Patrick Ewing stuff. And look, this is coming from a Knicks fan, right? I mean, nobody was more disappointed in the 90s than Knicks fans. I mean, period. Right. Nobody. And maybe this is just me, but it's a matter of, I think Jordan's legacy takes a hit with this. No. It was supposed to enhance. You don't think so? Not his playing legacy. Not his play. His, his legacy. Uh, Look, you have oh, his personal legacy. Yeah, his personal yeah. legacy, sure, because the whole thing of not backing Harvey Gantt over Jesse Helms, that only Republicans wear sneakers also. Yeah, but I don't think he cares. And whatever personal hit he's taking, professional, you know, as, this is reiterating to a younger generation why we, our generation, thinks he's the greatest player of all time. That's, that's the promotion of this. You know, whether people think he didn't do enough for African Americans or he should have been more political, such as like Kareem or like Muhammad Ali or Jim Brown, it's moot. That's not who he is. But, but is and it moot? Look, that's my point. Is it moot? Yeah. Look, Michael Jordan, is, Michael Jordan is still here, right? Michael Jordan, he's, he's 55 years old. It has no impact. The amount of people who are not going to buy his sneakers because of this. Oh, or zero. zero. Or zero. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about. Okay, maybe. I, maybe I'm missing. Either I'm saying it incorrectly, but it all comes down to the the thing you just said, right? He doesn't give a shit. No. Like if he if he truly doesn't give a shit. And I'm not sure I couldn't do that. Then you're, you're absolutely not built, right. You're not built that way. People right. like him are said. not. They, you know, he is. They're narcissists. His, I am the great. You know, I don't look. I don't know if he'd ever say this, but his view is: I am the greatest basketball player of all time. This is what it is. The rest of it doesn't matter. I'm a billionaire that so, owns a basketball team with a gorgeous wife, and. I don't care. You know, he, this is not what he is. This is what he has chosen to, to, to see. This is how he's chosen to live yeah. his life. Maybe that, I'm just disappointed. Maybe I'm just disappointed in that. That maybe that's yeah, just it. That's, that's very different. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just disappointed. And I think, I think our generation watching this while relish. Maybe that's it. Maybe our generation while watching this and relishing in the highlights. I have to think that a lot of our generation who didn't see any of this, right, because there was no YouTube, there was no Twitter, right. they may be disappointed in the man. Not that he cares. I'm just saying sometimes you don't want to see the man behind the you – don't, you don't want to see the Wizard of Oz. I'm man behind, you just yeah, want, man behind the, the mask. I get it. You but, just want to enjoy uh, it. And, For knowledgeable people, and I think, this is not anything new. It's just a, re, it's a reiteration. That's all. Correct. Correct. Uh, uh, like I said, I, I think it's just that I'm disappointed. 
and that may be. And that's something for me to either deal with or not deal with. But it, it, it is definitely disappointing seeing, hearing some of these quotes and quibs. Uh, look, you're, you're, you're kicking a guy while he's literally dead <laughs> when it comes to Jerry Krause. Um, yep. Okay, we got, we got four minutes left. I know you weren't on for a very long period of time. Hey, so, uh, hey ha- I, I'm still in my office. I got to get home. Um, I'll call you on the road. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, I Bye. got a meeting. I'll call you later. Okay. Okay. So, um, so all in all, you know what? Great for Mitch calling. Love hearing from my brother. Love hearing from all my friends and family. Uh, I know I'm reiterating here from what we went on. But, again, content is, is very uh, sparse these days. I will uh, tune you back. I will bring you back to something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Joe Pazanski is now writing a new series of the 60 greatest events of sports rather than the best baseball players. And I think it's the 60 greatest events in baseball or at least his events in baseball. One of them was Dwight Evans with a Stratomatic home run. Uh, if you don't know what Stratomatic is, Again, read Joe Pa. It's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff. And you know what, everybody? You're you're all in states that in the next couple of weeks are going to be opening up. Hopefully you're in countries that are getting better and that the tide is changing and that you're going to be facing a new tomorrow because it is a new tomorrow. I'm in Georgia, one of the first states to open up. And it is a new tomorrow. I ask you exactly what I asked you before. Please keep your civility. Please keep you, please keep who you are. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Keep your peace. Take a step back and understand that every single person in this environment is stressed out for one reason or another. Uh, With that, we will talk to you next week. Uh, for Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, and for Mitch Palmer, who was on today as well, uh, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, Seth and Sean Sports. Um, this is great every week. We hope you'll come back during the pandemic, after the pandemic, because guess what, people? We're all going to get there. All right. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.